Do you want t-shirts? I know everyone wants t-shirts. Do you want jerseys? I know there's a few of you that do. Do you want varsity jackets? Yes, I even have that along with hats and scullies. And you know what? I'll even throw in a travel bag. Cold Sports has a store. That's right. The podcast that's taken the world by storm actually has merchandise. Come on in, browse, get something of quality, and leave satisfied as you get to pump the brand that is taking over the podcast game. The Cold Sports Shopping Center is at coldsports.com and it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Come on down to the Cold Sports Store right now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast always suitable for work, home, play, whatever commute you may have, whatever house chores you may be doing, whatever honey-do list you may have as a chore. Call sports! I am that man, that's right, your man, the illustrious tour guide Cole Johnson, and you've entered a zone called sports on another level. On this episode, we're going to bypass the headlines. We're going to go straight to the headline. Dateline, Oakland. Hit me. Kevin Durant, the Oklahoma City small forward, is now picking up his tennis shoes, his jersey, and he is saying adios to Oklahoma. And he's going out west to Golden State. There are many things that I can say about this move. One of them is... For him, it's a great decision. For him. For a man who is in his prime, it's a, it's a great decision. Uh, for a person who is taught and told that you can do whatever you want, it's a great move. It's a great move. I I really can't say anything different about that. You are a free agent. You are free to roam and go to wherever is necessary. So, it's a good move. Now, back in, I believe it was February. I actually did, or it's probably March. I actually did a segment on... Durant actually being a warrior and I said it would be a bad idea 
league-wise. And that's where I stand today. You don't want to really have the whole talent pool of your league reside in one, two, or three teams. You really don't want that. You don't want that. You, you don't want to have a boatload of talent on a few teams and then the rest of the league may have the same amount of talent combined. You don't want that. Unfortunately, I think that's where the NBA has headed. You got a boatload of talent in Cleveland. You got a boatload of talent out in the Bay Area. And you have a smattering of talent elsewhere. The problem I'm having with this is it would have been better for Durant league-wide and league-wise if he were to have gone to, say, San Antonio or... Chicago or Boston or Miami. It would have been better to do that, but he just, he just didn't see how good it would be to be in those places where it's wonderful where he is now. And I really don't begrudge him. I don't begrudge him one single bit. It just is a bad move. It, it, it's such a bad move for the league. That I would not be surprised if Adam Silver and those in the NBA find a way to, how can I say this, find a way to, stop is a strong word, find a way to curtail having these types of free agent pickups happen. Now, I don't know how they can do it. I mean, Durant has tenure. I mean, he's been in the league nine years. You know, he's now, what, 28? Well, he's free to go where he he wants to go. So, he's 28. He's in the prime of his prime. There really isn't much of anything anyone can do. The only thing you really can do is dissuade him to go elsewhere. And the only way you can probably come about doing that, and I think they have a system in place now, is make the team where they are be such the lucrative place financially for you to resign that the teams in which you go can't really offer you much and even that I don't think was a, a great deterrent for this move to happen because if I'm not mistaken Durant took I think a two year with an option for the second year 54 million I believe and he stands to stood to I'm sorry signed for the big deal I mean, the $250 million contract if he stayed on with Oklahoma City throughout this coming season. And in the next offseason, he would have had that big check. And it wouldn't have been as big anywhere else. But I think when you come to the place where it's about championship or bust, this is what happens. This is what results. But 
<laughs> I, I do have a chuckle. This is the same man on Twitter. Six years almost to the day when LeBron took his talents to South Beach said, well, why are we going to the Celtics or the Heat or the Lakers? We don't need to have these mega teams. We don't have, we don't need to have these super teams. Why don't you stay where you are and build a champion? Build them from the ground up. Aha! Well, Kevin, it's so funny that you type that at what, 22 then? It is so funny how the situation changes drastically in six years. You got just as close as LeBron did when in, in his first stint with the Cavaliers. Getting to a championship actually advanced further because you actually won a playoff game in the finals. LeBron didn't win a finals game in his first stint with the Cavaliers. So... What changed? What made your situation different than from LeBron's? That, that, Mr. Durant, that's the question I would pose to you. Others may not. I will. You wrote that. But I think you were, hmm, how can I say it? You were in a naivete state. You probably thought, well, you know, I got to fight for my boys. I got to fight for my team. Well, okay, you can fight for your team all you want. But when you want that chip and you're getting Nathan, you're going to want something else. You're going to want greater. You're going to want to have someone who is not a Russell Westbrook. You're going to want to have someone who you feel can bring you to the next plateau. You're going to want to do something that LeBron James did. The only difference is. LeBron joined forces with another player that was on another team with Wade. And they were decent, middle of the road, but they weren't championship contenders. You're going to a team that bounced you from the playoffs and had a 73 and 9 record. And was one game away from going back to back being world champs. Now, I know you're going to hear your bandwagoning and all that stuff. You know what? I particularly don't care. Because I wasn't a fan of the Thunder. I'm not a fan of the Warriors. I am a fan of you. But I didn't care where you played. And of course, for you. You now have made it championship or bust. And if you were to go on this team and get Nathan for a championship. Oh, no. When I come back. I'm going to put a really good subject. Upon further review, I think this is so worthy to be told. Sports. Sports on another level can be seen and heard on the social media platforms. 
Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like, rate, review to your heart's content. Most importantly, follow and subscribe to each and every one of these social media platforms. Cole Sports, the five-star show that is sports for the intelligent sportsman. Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is. And ultimately, you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The Sports Edition, available on paperback and on Kindle at Amazon.com and ColdSports.com. Here's a question for you. Who is your GOAT? You know what I mean. The greatest quarterbacks of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Joe Montana? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these that I've just mentioned? Well, find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, for free right now on ColdSports.com. I said for free, Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, on ColdSports.com. So what are you waiting for? Go get it! Join me as I take a little bit of Cold Sports the podcast visually. Cold Sports presents On the Daily. Come and get a good look, a visual look at how the energy, the intelligence, the humor, and even the frivolity of Cold Sports looks before your very eyes. Cold Sports presents on the daily, weekdays on YouTube. Cold Sports! Available on social media outlets everywhere and Cold Sports with a Z dot com. On the next podcast episode, we're going to, of course, delve deep into the NBA going buck wild with the with the contracts. And I'm sure there's going to be more free agency movings. And we're going to award the adult of the week. I look forward to it. But that is for the episode to come. For this one here, we're, we're going to eschew the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL. We're going to focus a little bit on the Olympics. Let's put this subject upon further review. Let's go back a little time, shall we? Let's go back to 
1968. I think that's a good time. The Olympiad was in Mexico City. And it's the 100 meter, uh, 100 yard dash. 100 meter dash, I'm sorry. Now, many of us know the story of the power of the black fist ro uh, rising in the air. Dr. John Carlos and Tommy Smith, who won the gold and the bronze medals, respectively. made a protest of conditions back home in the U.S. by fitting on gloves, taking off shoes to protest poverty back home as well, and raising the fist. Here's the, rem here's the remarkable thing, though. Dr. Carlos Rose his right fist in the air, Tommy Smith rose his left fist. Of course, they come home and both of them are ostracized from not only the Olympics, but from the USA herself. But that's not where the story ends. I want to introduce you to one Peter Norman. Now, you'd say... Who? Peter Norman. When you see pictures of the medal ceremony of the two guys racing the fist and the other guy who didn't, that's the name of the other guy who didn't. He was from Australia. 48 years later, still holds the fastest mark in Australian history in the 100-meter dash. So he went to Carlos and Smith, and he asked, well, what can we do? What, what can I do? Anything. It doesn't matter. And Smith and Carlos really didn't come up with much of anything. So Norman said, you know what? I got gloves for you. And so they tried them on. They said, well, wait a minute. It's only one pair of gloves with the two of us. Well, we can make this simple. One of you put on the right glove, the other puts on the left. So the gloves were actually Peter Norman's. Now, many of us would probably naively think, well, this is a white guy. Nothing happened to him, right? <laughs> Here's somewhat of the history of Australia back then. They believed in apartheid just like South Africans did. And they had such obscure rules as any Aborigine. Aborigine in Australia is equal to Native American in the United States. Any Aborigine must, must go to white parents. If they were up for adoption. Must. So they had a lot of backwards thinking in Australia as well as the United States. So all was well. Or was it? Four years later. 
Norman qualifies for the 1972 Munich Games. Five times in the 100-meter dash, 13 times in the 200-meter dash. He doesn't get on the team. The Australian Olympic Committee ostracized him and banned him from competing, period. The Australian government went so far as to not have him work any good paying job or any high profile job. He had to actually get work being a butcher. So this goes up to my black brothers. If you were to do something like one of those sisters did, I think in a in a Phoenix hashtag Black Lives Matter March. And you are to say to people. White people get to the back. The black and brown brothers and sisters need to be up front. Don't deny who is going to be a brother or sister of yours. They come from the lightest to the darkest. Quite frankly, some of the greatest friends can be of lighter shade and some of your biggest enemies could be of the darkest of shade. It doesn't matter. And the opposite is true. It does not matter. And it's something that God said to Samuel in the Bible. He said, well, you all judge by appearances. <laughs> I don't have that problem because I judge by the heart. And that's what we have to do. And that's what this wonderful man, Mr. Norman, did. Even to the point where he, as a butcher, could only get that type of work after being the, the best sprinter in Australian history. To this day, the best sprinter in Australian history is Peter Norman. So let's fast forward the story a little bit, shall we? Let's go from 1972 to 2000. So Sydney, one of the largest cities in Australia, if not, I think the largest city there, is hosting the Olympics. And the Australian Olympic Committee probably wanting to promote a past glory face to their festivities they said you know what Mr. Norman this is what we'll do we will embrace you with open arms we will we will accept you in our good graces all you have to do is to say that little stunt that you helped Carlos and, and Smith pull 32 years ago at the time that you denounced that that you say that they were wrong that they had no right to do that and you had no right to help them none zilch zero you do that you will be in our good graces now let's look at Australia in the year 2000 shall we they didn't have a protite issues that archaic rule of aborigines going only to wife parents if they were up for adoption that was abolished 
Yet, this man, this courageous man, was still being ostracized by believing in a principle of doing what was right. And you know what he did? He did what was right. He said, I'm not going to denounce that because they were right. The freeze out continued. I would love to say that this this story has has a happy ending, but it is, has a bittersweet one. Uh, Mr. Norman died in 2006. And what's sad about that is he never got a chance to to, I guess, relish in the the good graces of doing something good, pure and right. Now, who was two of those pallbearers of Peter Norman's death in funeral procession? None other than the bronze medalist of the 1968 100 meters, Tommy Smith, and the gold medal winner of the same event, Dr. John Carlos. Moral of the story, your allies don't have to be the same color as you. They just have to have the same heart. And really, that is all that matters in the game of social justice. So don't ever refuse a brother or a sister because they look differently dress differently, talk differently, and in certain cases, think differently than you do. They just might be what propels you further than you ever could have gone. Embrace that. Don't ever chase it away. happen to like this podcast episode or any other episodes before why don't you follow me on twitter at cole underscore sports that's sports with a z you can also follow me on facebook that's cole sports again sports with a z or to my canadian friends at sports with a z you can also follow me on soundcloud stitcher google play itunes youtube pinterest instagram You can like, you can share, you can rate, you can review, you can subscribe, you can follow. You can do all of those things, especially on iTunes. If you subscribe and follow, that brings that profile up. More eyeballs can see, more earlobes can hear. And I'm so glad that you all are responding to this show. More is on the way, I promise you. But my hope, most of all, More so than the descriptions, the rates, the reviews, the follows, and the likes and the shares. Enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is...
in association with the SDWV Network.